0: Verily the praise belongs to Allah, we praise Him, seek His assistance and forgiveness, and we seek refuge in Allah from the evil of ourselves and the evil consequences of our deeds. Whoever Allah guides, there is no one that can lead him astray, and whoever Allah leads astray, there is no one that can guide him. I bear witness that nothing deserves to be worshipped except Allah alone and that he has no partners or associates and I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave servant and his messenger This evening, ka idhnillahi ta'ala we would like to complete the last of the nullifiers of Islam as mentioned in the essay of al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, nawaqid al-Islam in this the 11th lecture, B'ayyidin Allah Ta'ala, we would like to take the last of those nawaqids which Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, Wahab has identified as al irad An-Din Allah Ta'ala, La Yat'Allamuhu wa La Y'A'malu Bihi. Al-Iraad, An-Din Allah Ta'ala, Total disregard, rejection or turning away. From the deen of Allah the most yani, Turning away from the deen of Allah for something else. For the dunya, for the things of this world. Giving preference to something from the world over the deen of Allah. Al-irad an deenillahi ta'ala. La yata'allamuhu wa la ya'malu bihi. That the person who turns away from the deen of Allah totally rejecting it, turning away from it. Disregarding it in totality. Not learning it, nor acting according to it. Not seeking the knowledge of the deen, nor acting according to it. And the proof of this, وَدَلِيلُهُ قَوْلُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَىٰ وَمَنْ أَظَلَمُ مِمَّنْ ذُكِّرَ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ ثُمَّ anha. Inna min مِنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُنْتَقِمُونَ the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمَنْ أَظَلَمُ مِنْ مَنْ ذكر بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ Who is more unjust or who is a more of a wrongdoer than the one who is reminded of the ayat of his Lord, of the signs of his Lord, the verses or the proofs or the evidences of his Lord. After he is reminded of it, in case he had forgotten or he didn't know, after he is reminded of it, ثم أعرض عنها Then he turns away from it. And he who is a more unjust one or a more of a wrongdoer, committing dhulm greater than the one who after being reminded of the signs of his Lord, then he turns away from them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ends this ayah by saying, إِنَّا مِنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُنْتَقِمُونَ That verily we will exact retribution from the mujrimoon, from the disbelievers the polytheist, the sinner, or the criminal, we will take retribution from them for this great sin of turning away from the deen of Allah after being reminded of it. Not due to, due to forgetfulness, but after being reminded, turning away. Al-I'rad, or turning away from the deen of Allah, what is meant here? The I'rad, that is one of the nullifiers of Islam, that nullifies a person's Islam it might be either totally turning away from the deen of Allah, completely rejecting it outright, or turning away from that without which there is no Islam, turning away from those things, which if you leave them you don't have any Islam, such as the Tawheed or the Salat, or those essentials of Islam, that if a person rejects that one thing, then they don't have any Islam. So the Arad, the turning away from the deen of Allah, it may be completely turning away from the deen of Allah, disregarding it in totality or disregarding those essential aspects of Islam which without them there is no Islam. It means that the person neither learns those things nor practices, nor practices them. And if he learns them, he only learns them for some worldly objective. And yani if they learn something from Islam, They don't learn it in order to worship Allah But they learn it in order to achieve Or to gain some worldly benefit And this includes the one Who does not learn those basic fundamentals of Islam Those basic fundamentals Due to which a person is considered to be a Muslim Those things which if you have them You are a Muslim Even if one remained ignorant Of the details Or the finer points Of the deen Since such fine points the details of the deen, whether from the aqidah, the creed, or the fiqh, the jurisprudence, those things might only be known to the scholars or the students of knowledge. It is not the neglect of those fine points, but it is turning away from learning the essential fundamentals without which a person cannot be considered a Muslim. Al-Allama ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah says, after mentioning the types of major disbelief, and after mentioning the types of Al-Kufr Al-Akbar. And he said that they are five. Kufr al-Takzi'i, denial of the truth outright. Or Kufr al-Iba'i, wa-Takabur, ma-Tasdiq. Yani the one who rejects out of pride, While knowing that what they are rejecting is the truth. Knowing that it is true, but rejecting it due to? pride, And Kufr al-Shak, wa doubting or lacking conviction in the truth of that which they are called to and kufr al-nifaq i.e professing Islam on the tongue while not believing it in the heart and he mentioned the fifth of them kufr al-i'rad and that is our topic of discussion when he mentioned he said wa-amma kufr al-i'rad fa-an yu'aridha bi-sam'i-hi wa-qalbihi an yuaridha bi samihi wa qalbihi an al Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is it is that a person this kufr al-airad turning away from the religion of Allah it is to turn away from the messenger of Allah by closing one's ears yani by not listening to the message that he calls to as well as one's heart by not reflecting upon or considering that what he is calling to he said لا wa la he doesn't testify to the truthfulness of his, mes- of his message nor does he deny it لا wa la yuadihi." he doesn't give allegiance to him nor does he oppose him he doesn't give any attention whatsoever to the truth that he has come with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayat that al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab has mentioned as the evidence for this naqid from surah sajda chapter 32 verse 22 He asks the question. It is in the form of a question, but it is a statement. And who is more of a wrongdoer than the one who is reminded of the signs of his Lord? Then he turns away from it. Then he turns away. This ayah, it is a clear proof. The meaning of it, as Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, rahimahullah اللَّهِ says in his he said that لَا عَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ ذُكَّرَهُ اللَّهِ بِآيَاتِهِ يعني there's no one who is more of a wrongdoer or more unjust than the one who Allah has reminded of his sign وَبَيَّنَهَا لَهُ وَوَضَّحَهَا ثُمَّ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ تَرَكَهَا after Allah has reminded him and made it clear to him يعني made the matter crystal clear to him then after that he turns away from it فَرَكَهَا وَجَهَدَهَا وَأَعْرَضَ عَنْهَا فَتَنَاسَاهَا كَأَنَّهُ لَا يَعْرُفُهَا Al-Hafiz ibn al Rahimahullah makes clear the meaning of this ayat That it is There is no one who is worse than this Than the one who Allah reminds of his ayat And he makes it clear to them And after that reminder and clarity He leaves it And he denies it And he turns away from the clear sign Pretending to have forgotten as though he had no knowledge of such. Al-Hafid bin Kathir quotes the great scholar of the Tabiin, Fasada rahimahullah, in which he said concerning this ayat, إِيَّاكُمْ وَلَيْعَرَادْ an ذِكْرِ الله. He said, beware. Beware of turning away from the reminder of Allah. فَإِنَّ مِنْ an عَنْ ذِكْرِهِ فَقَدْ إِذْ akbar أَكْبَرَ القرى. Because the one who turns away from the reminder of Allah has been deceived, the greatest deception. min مِنْ أَعْظَمَ الْذُنُوبِ And he has committed the greatest of sins. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مُتَحَدِّدًا لِمَنْ فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ الْقَفَادَةِ He said, for this reason Allah says, threatening those who have committed such an act, He said, إِنَّا مِنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُنتَقِمُونَ That verily we will exact retribution from the mujrimoon. Yani the one who commits such a terrible act. In another place in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Taha chapter 20 verses 124 through 126 the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَمِنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دنكا. That whoever turns away from my reminder Yani who neither believes in the Qur'an nor acts in accordance with it whoever turns away from it then for him there will be a life of hardship. فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً دنكة. وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةَ أَعْمَىٰ And we will resurrect him on the day of resurrection blind. قَالَ رَبِّ لِمَا حَشَرْتَنِي أَعْمَىٰ وَقَدْ كُنْتُ بَصِيرًا He will say, oh my lord, why have you raised me up blind when I used to be seeing in the world. I was seeing, I wasn't blind. And now I'm resurrected blind. قَالَ كَذَلِكَ أَتَتْكَ Yani in the same way That when our ayat The, the ayat of Allah The verses of the Quran Or the signs of Allah And the revelations When they came to you You disregarded them You left them You didn't think about them You turned away from them So in this day You will be neglected in the same way In the hellfire Far removed from the mercy of Allah As you have Neglected and disregarded the signs of Allah On this day you will also be rejected And neglected and disregarded And punished in the Hellfire. al ibn Kathir Rahimahullah in the tafsir of this ayat He said that the meaning of the one who turns away from My reminder The reminder of Allah It means the one who opposes or contradicts My command or my order or that which Allah has sent And that which he has revealed to his messenger Who turns away from it And pretends not to know it And to take other than that guidance or other than the Prophet وسلم as a guidance. Indeed that person would have a life of hardship. And he said the life of hardship for that person is that he would not have peace or tranquility. He would not have repose in his life. He would not feel comfortable and at peace. But he would feel uh, difficulty and hardship and tightness in his life due to him being astray. Even if it appears as though he is being blessed with the bounties of the world. Even if he is wearing whatever he will, and he is eating whatever he likes, and he is living wherever he likes, for indeed the heart which has not reached the yaqeen and the right guidance, then it is lost, it is in confusion, and it is astray, it is in doubt, and it will remain in this condition. And this is the meaning of the life of hardship that one would have in this world if they turn away from the remembrance of Allah. The saying of Allah in Surah to Yunus, chapter ten, verse seven and eight. The saying of Allah, which mentions the characteristics or some of the characteristics of the people of the fire, the people who deserve to be in the hellfire. And from amongst those characteristics is the one who is unaware or neglectful or unconscious of the signs of Allah. The saying of Allah. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرَجُونَ لِقَاءَنَا وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَاتْمَأَنُوا بِهَا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا غَافِلُونَ But indeed, those who hope not for the meeting with us, and who don't have any hope or any desire for the meeting of Allah on Yom al-qiyamah, وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا and they are pleased, and they are satisfied with the life of this present world, وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَاتْمَأَنُّوا بِهَا They are satisfied and content with the life of this world and the things of this world. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آيَاتِنَا غَافِلُونَ And those who are heedless and unaware and unconscious of our ayat, of our signs and evidences and revelations. That النَّارِ بِمَا كَانُوا يقصبون. That indeed these are those whose resting place or their place in the next life it will be the fire because of what they used to do. Al-Hafiz Ibn Kathir, Aĥimuh Allah, in the tafsir of this ayat, he says that Allah the Most High is informing us about the condition of the unfortunate ones, al ashqiyah those who are destined for the hellfire, those who disbelieved in the meeting with Allah on the day of resurrection. They hope not for the meeting with Him, and they are pleased with the life of this world and their souls seek satisfaction in the life of this world. Those who have no hope or no desire for the meeting of Allah, they don't believe in the promise of the reward of Allah or the punishment of Allah. And they are satisfied and and content with the things of this world. They are not desirous of what Allah has in store for the believers in the next life. But they have contented themselves with this world at the loss of the next life. And these are those who are heedless or unmindful of the signs of Allah these are those whose resting place whose final place is the fire because of what they used to do Al-Hafid ibn Kathir mentions the saying Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah he said that by Allah, I swear by Allah that they didn't make this dunya attractive nor did they raise its status in their own estimation until or, or except because they were pleased with it yani they were attracted to this world and it was attractive to them Because they were pleased with it. Because they were content with it. In place of what Allah has in store for the believers in the next life. At the same time, they are unmindful. While they are pleased with this world, they are unmindful of the ayatullah al-qawniyyah. The signs of Allah in the creation. So they do not reflect upon them. As well as the ayatullah al-shara'iyyah. The signs of Allah in the Quran. The revelations, the ayat of the Quran. So they do not follow or obey them. As a result of this, their place on the day of their return, it will be the hellfire as a just reward for what they earned during their life of this world. Their sins and transgressions and crimes in addition to their kufr, in addition to their kufr billahi wa rasulihi wa yawm al-akhir. Yani because of what they have done in this world the crimes and transgressions and disobedience to Allah, because of what they have done in this world, in addition to their disbelief in Allah, and disbelief in the messenger of Allah, and disbelief in the last day, this will be their final end. The Imam of the Scholars of tafsir Al Imam of Sabari, Ibn al of Sabari, Rahimahullah, said concerning this verse, that the meaning of this verse, that those who have no hope, in our meeting, yani in the meeting with Allah in the next life and who are pleased with the life of this world and content with it. He said the meaning of this saying of Allah it is that verily those who fear not our meeting on the day of resurrection who don't have any fear of the day of accounting and therefore as a result of not fearing this day of meeting they deny the reward of paradise and the punishment of hellfire. and those who strive in competition for the fancy." the glitter and attractions of the present life and those who are pleased with the things of this world in place of the hereafter and satisfied and at peace with the pleasures of this world and those who are unmindful and turn away from the signs of Allah which indicate his wahdaniyyah his uniqueness being one and alone and offer proofs to his servants that worship is exclusively for him alone. Those who are unmindful of the signs of Allah which indicate that he alone is the one that deserves to be worshipped. Their destination in the hereafter will be the fire of hell. This is because of what they have earned. Because of their actions in the worldly life. Including their sins and crimes and outrageous evil acts which they have committed. Those who turn away from the signs of Allah. Those signs which are proofs that Allah alone is the one that deserves to be worshipped. Whoever turns away from them and then acts in the way that they want to act in this world in disobedience to Allah, then their final destination is indeed that which Allah has promised and now. imam al tabari goes on to say concerning this ayat, he mentions the statement of Qatada, rahimahullah, in which he said, If you like, just look at sahib al-Dunya, the one who is attached to the world. The person whose concerned and their desire and their goal, it is the things of this world alone. He said, if you just look at sahib al-dunya, it is only for worldly matters that he will be joyous or happy. And likewise, only for worldly matters he will grieve or anger or have pleasure. I yani his whole life is based on the things of this world. He is pleased because of the things of this world. And he is angered because of the things of this world. He has happiness if he gets the things of this world. And he grieves if he doesn't get them. This is sahib al-dunya. The one who devotes his life to seeking the dunya instead of seeking the akhirah. Whoever wants the life of this world, whose intention is only to seek this world, then indeed he has no portion of the next life. Even if Allah gives him something of the reward of this world, if he will... But there will be nothing for him in the next life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah suhud. Chapter 11, verse 15 and 16. مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتَهَا إِلَيْهِمْ أَعْمَالَهُمْ فِيهَا وَهُمْ فِيهَا لَا That whoever desires the life of this world and the attractions of this world, زِينَتَهَا, the glitter of this world, whoever desires, مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ Al His irada his desire and his will, it is the life of this world. That's what he wants. His intention is to seek the things of this world and the attractions of this world. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, then we will give him yani, the full reward or the wages of his deeds therein. And they will have no decrease therein. Yani, they will not be There will be no injustice done to the people In terms of the matters of this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Concerning those Whose will is just to seek the things of this world He said Uh, There are those for whom there is nothing In the hereafter There is nothing for them In the next life Except the fire وَحَبِطَ مَا صَنَعُوا فِيهَا And indeed, the deeds which they have done in this world are vain. They are lost. They are of no benefit. And of no effect. يعني, they will have no benefit for them. They will be useless. What they used to do in this world. وَبَاطِلٌ مَا كانوا يَعْمَلُونَ Whatever they used to do, it is useless. It is of no benefit to them. This is the condition of those whose will and desire is just to seek this world and the things of this world. And then Allah taala said that He would give them the reward for their actions in this world And they would not be shortchanged And they would have nothing in the next life Except the fire Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir rahimahullah, concerning this ayat Makes a very important point Which makes us to know the great loss Of those who seek the dunya That even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In this ayah, he said that he would give them The reward of their actions in this world However Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir rahimahullah, says that This ayat it is restricted By another ayat in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear that whatever the people get in this world, as well as whatever they get in the next life, it is depending on the will of Allah. Allah does whatever he will. He will give whomever he will. And he will hold back from whoever he will. And if he gives them, that is from his bounty. And if he holds back from them, that is indeed justice. That is what they are due. Al-Hafiz ibn Shafi'a rahimahullah, he says, whoever took the things of the present world, the things of this dunya, as his greatest concern and the object of his intention and that which he seeks or strives for, then Allah will reward his good deeds in this world. And then he will be sent forth to the next life, where he would not find any good deed for which he can expect a reward. And he will get whatever he's going to get in this world, whatever Allah has decreed for him, justly, by his wisdom, based on his wisdom. But there will be nothing for him in the next life. As for the believer, أَمَّا الْمُؤْمِنِ فَيُجَازِي بِحَسَنَاتِهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا ويسابوا عَلَيْهَا فِي الْآخِرَةِ As for the believer his condition is different He will be rewarded for his good deeds in this world As well as in the next life He will be giving a full reward for them And this is like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الْآخِرَةِ نَزِدْ لَهُ فِي حَرْثِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَ يُرِيدُ حَرْثَ الدُّنْيَا نُؤْتِيهِ منها وَمَا لَهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَّ that whoever desires from his deeds, whoever desires by his actions, to do the actions of the next life. That will earn for him the reward in the next life. مَنْ كان حرف الاخرة. He, he wants that which will be rewarded for him in the next life. نَزِدْ لَهُ فِي حَرْفِهِ Then Allah SWT says, that we will give him increase in his reward. And he will be rewarded in this world and in the next life. وَمَنْ كان حرف الدنيا. But whoever wants by his deeds, Only the reward of this world He wants something from this world And has no concern for the next life Then we will give him something of it Whatever Allah has decreed for him He will be given But he will have no portion There will be nothing for him In the next life al hafiz ibn Kathir Concerning this ayat He said That whoever strives and struggles To achieve something of this world and he has no desire whatsoever for the next life. Yeah, and he totally, he totally has no desire for anything of the next life. But his, own, his, his whole concern is merely to achieve something from this world. Haramahullah al akhirah Then Allah will make haram for him. Anything in the next life. He will not receive anything in the next life. Whoever's total concentration and desire and seeking and their heart is only for this world, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forbid for them any portion of the next life. Al-Hamid ibn Kathir He says As for the dunya As for the dunya The one who seeks the dunya He said As for the dunya If Allah wills He will give him from it If Allah wills He will give him from it And if he doesn't will Then he will not get anything If Allah doesn't will He will not get anything Not in this world nor in the other And he said This shows the great loss Of the one who seeks the dunya He will lose in this world And in the next life And the proof of this that he will only get something in this world as Allah wills. He said the proof of this, the delil of this, he said, is that, I, that this ayat, it is restricted by the ayat in Surah Al-Isra, chapter 17, verse 18, 19 and 20. And that is the saying of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, من كان يريد العاجلة عجلنا له فيها ما نشاء لمن That whoever desires the hasty thing yani they want their reward now in this world then we will advance for him in this world mana sha'u liman نريد whatever we will for whomever we will yani allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this ayat that whoever seeks the things of this world who are hasty to get something in this world then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them something in this world mana sha'u whatever allah wills لمن nurid for whomever Allah wills. Allah will give whomever He wills in this world. And whoever He doesn't will, He will not give them. And He will give them whatever He wills. And whatever He doesn't will, He will not give them. So whatever they will receive and whoever will receive, it will be, reco- it will be in accordance with what Allah wills. It will be given to, uh, to them in accordance with what Allah wills and to whomever Allah wills. So that the people here From this ayat, it is clear that the people are divided in accordance with their intentions. Those who intend the things of this world, they are one class of people. And those who intend the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next life, they are another class of people. The hikmah of Allah, the great wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, necessitates. Whatever happens in this world, it is of Necessity. Based upon the wisdom of Allah, everything that Allah allows in this world is for wisdom, whether we understand it or not. And it is by Allah's wisdom that whoever is hot becomes unmindful and who turns away from the remembrance of Allah, then shaitan will find a way to reach him and stick with him until he becomes until he becomes an intimate companion of evil for him. As a result, he will whisper to him. And he will make evil appear to him as something good. He will make that which he does of evil, shaitan, his qareen qareen as-sul. He will have an evil companion that Allah points for him because he has neglected the ayats of Allah. And he has refused to reflect upon the signs of Allah and to follow the guidance of Allah. So, from Allah's wisdom, it is of necessity that Allah will appoint for him a shaytan that will be his companion in evil. And that shaytan will whisper to him and make him to think that what he is doing of evil, that it is good. And if the people tell him you shouldn't do this, he will argue with them and he will debate with them. And he will believe that what he is doing is good because he will be listening to his shaytan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says concerning this, وَمَنْ يَعَشُوا عَنْ ذِكْرِ Rahman. نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِيمٌ That whoever turns away, whoever blinds himself, whoever blinds himself by not reflecting and not thinking and not understanding the message and the guidance that Allah has given to them. Whoever blinds himself from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman, who doesn't reflect upon or look at the Qur'an and consider the purpose for which he has been created, that it is his worship Allah alone. Then Allah said, نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ Then we will appoint for him a shaytan فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِيمٌ And he will be his intimate companion And this is the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Zukhra, Chapter 43, verse 36 And the following ayah وَإِنَّهُمْ عَنِ And this is shayateen They will hinder them from the path From the path of Allah The straight path أَنَّهُمْ مُحْتَدُونَ And they will think while they are off the path, they will think that they are rightly guided. وَإِنَّهُمْ لَيَصُدُّونَهُمْ <السَّبِيل> Yani the shaytan that Allah has appointed to them. The shayateen will make them, will turn them away and keep them away from the path of Allah, while they will be thinking that they are rightly guided. al ibn Ibn says concerning these verses. وَمَنْ the one who blinds himself. He said it means the one who... Abstains or pretends to be blind and to be unaware and who turns away from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman. Here he said that the meaning of yashu it means literally a weakness in the eyesight. However, the meaning here, it is not the basar it is the basira, it is the insight that becomes weak and the person isn't able to reflect and to consider and to sort out things properly because they have turned away from the remembrance of Allah. So Allah appoints appoint for them a shaitan, and that one will be his companion. And here Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, says that this is similar. Yani the person who turns away from the remembrance of Allah, then Allah appoints for him a shaitan. That is just. Since he has turned away, then it is his just due. That Allah will help him in that which he wants to do. Al-Hafidh ibn Kathir said this is similar to the saying of Allah. Yani, whoever opposes the messenger after the guidance has been made clear to him. After the guidance has been made clear and then he opposes the Prophet wasallam. So what will be his end? And it is similar to the saying of Allah. فَلَمَّا زَاغُوا أَزَاغُوا اللَّهُ قُلُوبَهُمْ So when they turned away, then Allah turned their hearts away. Allah turned their hearts away after they themselves turned away. Yani, if they reject the message, then Allah, He facilitates their going astray. So whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah... Then Allah appoints for him A shaytan That will be his evil companion To whisper to him And to mislead him The occupation Of these uh, Evil companions From amongst the shayateen It is to search out For those who have turned away And who are unmindful Of the remembrance of Allah Then they lead them Further astray And block for them All the avenues That lead to the path of Allah These companions of evil Then continue to accompany them Whispering to them To do every kind of evil And wrongdoing Until they reach the point Where they begin to see Their misguidance As true guidance And until they begin to believe That their being astray Is in fact right guidance As for the saying of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And verily the shayateen Wa innahum layasuddoonuhum an That verily these devils Who are appointed by Allah That they will hinder them from the way of Allah وَيَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُحْتَدُونَ While they are thinking and believing that they are rightly guided Al-Imam al-Shaytani Rahimahullah in his tafsir he said that verily the shayateen the devils they are those who Allah appoints for them for everyone who turns away from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman then Allah appoints for every one of them a devil, a shaytan that comes between him and the ways of truth that blocks the way that is the way for him to reach the truth. The way will then be blocked for him. They will prevent him from reaching the truth. And they will whisper to him. They will whisper to him. That you are on right guidance. Making them think that they are on right guidance. While in fact. It is due to this whispering. That they believe that they are on right guidance. While indeed they are straight. Al-Allama. The Sheikh Abdul Latif. Ibn Abd Rahman. Ibn Hassan. Rahimahullah. When he was asked about al Al-Irad. That irad or turning away which is considered to be one of the nullifiers of Islam. Yani the irad that is considered to nullify one's Islam. To negate one's Islam. To take them out of the uh, circle of Muslims. He said, That the, the levels or the conditions of the people differ. In great degrees. People are not all the same, but they are on different levels. He said, and this difference. Yani the different degrees or the levels of the people, it is based on the levels of their iman. Yani the levels of the people are based on the levels of their iman. This is so for those who at least possess the root of Iman. Yani those who at least have iman. We are not talking about those who don't have Iman, but we are talking about those who have iman. Then the levels of those people will differ according to the levels of their iman. What safreet was shirk huwa fi Ma Dunazalik al Wajibat Walmussahabat. Alfa at the neglect one's neglect or falling short. And as shirk, Yani those who have violated Those matters which are the exclusive rights of Allah alone. Whether it is major shirk or minor shirk. As for the neglect of one's duty or the violation of the rights of Allah. This comes into consideration. Whether somebody has neglected or fallen short. This comes into consideration in reference to that which is less than this. Less than those who have no iman. We are talking about not those who have no iman they are finished. We are not talking about them. But we are talking about something which is less harmful than that. And that is the neglect of one's duties. He said that this is in the matters of al-wajibat, the obligatory duties. And al-mustahabat, the commendable or non-obligatory duties. Yani al or falling short. It is in reference to the obligatory duties that somebody fails to perform. Whether it is falat or zakat or siyam or whatever duties Allah has placed on us. Or in reference to those things which are mustahab, are commendable. They are not required, but they are rewardable and they are commendable. And they are, uh, they are encouraged and loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At-tafraid, it is in reference to those who have iman and they have fallen short in some of the duties or the commendable things that Allah has encouraged us with. He said, أَمَّا إِذَا عَدَمَ الْعَصْلَ الَّذِي يَدْخُلُ بِهِ الْإِسْلَامِ وَأَعْرَضَ عَنْ هَذَا بِالْكُلِّيَةِ فَهَذَا كُفْرٌ هَذَا كُفْرُ هَذَا كُفْرُ He said, as for the case of the one whose foundation, يعني the asl through which a person enters Islam, يعني without that they don't have Islam. As for the one who doesn't have the foundation, the case of the one whose foundation, is absent, it is non-existent. That foundation through which or due to which a person is considered a Muslim, and that person has turned away from this foundation, fundamental. They have turned away from it بالقلية, totally, absolutely. They have ignored it and they have turned away from it. He said, this is what we mean by kufr-airad, yani turning away from the religion of Allah. That takes a person out of Islam, It is the turning away from and the abandoning that fundamental, those fundamentals which without them you are not a Muslim. If a person turns away from those things then they are out of Islam. We are not talking about the person who turns away from one of the obligatory duties. They have fallen short in some obligatory duties or they have fallen short in some of the commendable things that a Muslim is encouraged to do. If they have turned away from that, that irad is not the irad that takes the person out of Islam. He said, but the irad that we are talking about It is turning away from the fundamental through which a person enters Islam or is considered a Muslim. Turning away from those things totally, absolutely, then this is the kufr of turning away that takes a person out of Islam. Then he said, concerning this matter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدَ ذَرَعَنَا لِجَهَنَّمَا كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ That indeed we have created many of the jinn and men for hell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that indeed we have created many of the jinn and men for hell. We have created them for the hellfire. Uh, this is in surah al araf chapter 7, verse 179. And in this ayat, the first part of the ayat talks about al-qadah wa al-qadah. And that is a topic that we are not intending to discuss. However, briefly, in this ayat, the beginning of it Al-Hamid ibn Kathir rahimahullah he says concerning this that indeed we have created for the hellfire many of the jinn and men he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means here that we have prepared them for it and for them to do the deeds of the people of that hellfire yani they would do that and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he wants when he, when he wanted to create the creation, he knew what they were going to do before he brought them into existence. And yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before he created any creature, he already knew what that creature is going to do before they came into this world. So he has created some people for the hellfire, jinn and men. Those whom he knows when they came in this world, that they will disobey him, that they will disbelieve in him, that they will commit shirk with him. He has created them for the hellfire. Al-Hawd al says, that Allah, He knew what they were going to do before He created them. So He has written for them in a book, before He created the heavens and the earth, 50,000 years before that, as it has been reported in the Sahih Hadith, collected by Al-Iman Muslim, on the ata'ati of Abdullah ibn Amr, عنهما, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهِ قَدَّرَ مَقَادِرَ الْخَلْقِ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَخْلُقَ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ لِخَمْتِينَ أَلْفَ سَنَةٍ وَكَانَ عَرْشُهُ عَلَى ma'." That the prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that indeed Allah, he has fixed the measures, the lifespan and whatever is related to the creatures in this world, he has fixed it 50,000 years before he created the heavens and the earth. Not only before he created the creature, but before he created the heavens and the earth, 50,000 years, he has already decreed, he has, it has been written and it is fixed what will be the condition of every creature before they came into this world. This topic indeed is a different topic. The point is, in this ayat we should know that when Allah created people, men and jinn for hellfire, it means that Allah already knew. He, he, he had decreed and he had it written based on his knowledge of everything before it happened. Who was going to be in the hellfire? But who are those people that are going to be in the hellfire? That is our topic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَقَدَ لِجَهَنَّمَ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ لَا يَفْقَهُونَ بِهَا They have heart with which they don't understand. They have heart, but they don't have any benefit from their heart. They are not understanding. They are not understanding the message, the truth when it comes to them. وَلَهُمْ لَا يُبصرون And they have eyes, but they are not seeing with them. And they don't see the truth, even though it is clear in front of them. They have eyes, but they are not benefiting from them. وَلَهُمْ أَذَانٌ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ And they have ears, but they are not hearing by them. They have hearts that they don't benefit from and they have eyes that they don't benefit from and they have ears that they don't benefit from. Ulaika kal anam. These are like cattle. I and mean, what is the difference between that human being and animal? They have eyes and they have ears and they have hearts, but they don't use them for that which Allah created them for, that they would be guided by them. So they are like cattle. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ulaika kal anam. They are like cattle. Balhum <inaudible> abal. They are more stray than cattle, than animals. They are more stray than animals. أُولَيَكَ They are those who are heedless. They are those who are unaware, who are unconscious of the signs of Allah and the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As far as the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they have hearts with which they don't understand. And they have eyes with which they don't see and ears with which they don't hear. Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir, Allah says, this means that they don't benefit from these organs or these body parts that they have, which Allah has made for a reason, that they be the cause of their guidance. Allah has given them these things that they be guided by them, but they don't benefit from them. That is the meaning of their hearts with which they don't understand and eyes with which they don't see and ears with which they don't hear. that they don't use them for what Allah has created them for that is that they be guided and this is like the saying of Allah وَجَعَلْنَ لَهُمْ سَمْعًا وَأَبَصَارًا وَأَصْئِدَةً فَمَا أَغْنَى عَنْهُمْ سَمْعُهُمْ وَلَا أَصْئِدَةُهُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ إِذْ كَانُوا يَجْهَدُونَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ that we have made for them hearing and we have made for them sight and heart through which they can understand. But they don't. Yani it doesn't benefit them. Their hearing, nor their sight, nor their heart. It doesn't benefit them in any way. إِذْ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ If they are denying the signs of Allah, then all of what Allah has given them, it is of no benefit. They haven't benefited from it at all. Because the reason why Allah has given it to them is so that they would be guided. So that they would have success in this world and in the next. As for the saying of Allah that these who he has described here, the heedless ones, he said that they are like cattle. That it, it means that these are those who they don't hear the truth and they don't understand it. They don't grasp the, the truth and they don't and the organs are of no benefit to them. Yeah, I mean, just like animals don't benefit from such any more than that they use them for the benefit of the things in this world. I yani the animals use whatever they have just to do what? Just to get some benefit of the worldly things. To eat and to drink and to just live the material life. He said this. they are just like animals. They are no different than those animals. Except he said the saying of Allah بَلْهُمْ أضل. But in fact no they are more astray, even worse than the animals. That is because these animals Perhaps they might answer their master when he calls them. Even though they don't understand his language. But the animals sometimes respond. And these human beings, they don't even respond to the truth when it comes to them. He said they are more astray even than animals. Because at least the animals sometimes respond. Even if they don't understand the speech of the one who is speaking to them. Unlike these people. Not only that, but the animals... They are doing what they have been created for, either naturally or the way Allah has made them. Allah has made them in this way. And so that is the way they have been created. They are not to be blamed for that. Unlike the kafir, who has been created to worship Allah and to single out Allah alone for worship. And then they disbelieve in Allah and they worship something along with Him. Also he said the saying of Allah. وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْمَىٰ And this is also like the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But whoever turns away from my reminder Verily for him is a life of hardship And we shall raise him up blind On the day of resurrection And this is the end of the statement Of Shaykh Abdul Latif ibn Abdurrahman ibn Hassan Rahimahullah Concerning this statement uh, And we'll close with this The saying of Shaykh Sulaiman ibn Suhman Rahimahullah He said that the saying uh, Here Concerning what is the meaning of irad The irad that is kufr That takes a person out of Islam Of Shaykh Abdul Latif Ibn Abd Rahman He said concerning his statement He said it becomes clear from what he has said And this is a very important point. The Shaykh he said here that it becomes clear from the words of Shaykh Abdul Latif ibn Abdul Rahman. It becomes clear from his words that a person should not be declared to be a kafir. Except the one who turns away from even learning the foundations, the fundamentals through which a person enters Islam or through which a person retains his Islam or is considered as a Muslim but not due to neglect or falling short in the obligatory duties or the commendable acts. And yani it is important here to make a uh, to make a note that al arad and it is not merely that a person turns away from some of the aspects of Islam. Whether they are the commendable acts that are praiseworthy and rewardable or even if they are of the obligatory acts. That Allah has made obligatory on his servants. It is not from the neglect or falling short in these things that a person is classified as الله, that he has turned away from the deen of Allah. But it is that the person turns away from neglect and abandon in totality. That fundamental or that asul through which a person is considered a Muslim. Whoever turns away from that, then that person... ...is considered to have gone out of Islam... ...if they were in Islam originally. Otherwise, it is sinful. And it is haram to abandon the duties... ...which Allah has placed upon us. However, it is not kufr... ...unless it is of those deeds... ...that Allah has specified... ...in the Quran or the Prophet... ...has specified in the Sunnah... ...that it is an act of kufr... ...or it is a saying of kufr... ...or it is a belief that is kufr... ...and even then, as we have said... ...time and time again... ...it is after the conditions have been met... ...and those prohibitive factors are absent. And only after that would the scholars declare such a person to be out of Islam. Subhanakallahumma wa hamdika. Shadu la ilaha illa anta sakturuka wa Quickly, we can look at the questions at the end of the handout. And then after these questions, if there are any questions uh, or any comments or corrections from the brothers or sisters, then we can take them. No? Nam, It is uh, the end of the essay after this naqid, but there's not time today. Uh, I wasn't sure if we will have time or not. But, and it is the last statement that Imam Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab has mentioned at the end of the nawaqid. Concerning these ten nawaqid which, which he has mentioned, and that uh, these things we should consider concerning them, uh, that the people are different classes of people. Those who have uh, fallen into one of these things jokingly or intentionally, or unknowingly, what, are the, what is the condition of the people when they fall into this? Inshallah, we'll talk about it uh, in the in the next meeting when we have when we start the review. Inshallah, we'll start with that and cover it at that time. Uh, the first question: Discuss briefly the tenth naqid or nullifier of Islam. And in the tenth nafid or nullifier of Islam, it is turning completely, turning away from the Deen of Allah. Or turning away from that which a person's Islam is not considered to be correct without it. Such as turning away from Tawheed or turning away from salat. Which the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever abandons salat is a kafir. Not learning these things and not acting in accordance with them. And if they act in accordance with such things, then they only do it. Yani out of seeking something of the worldly benefits. This is what is meant by al irad and deen is turning away from Islam in totality or turning away from that without which a person is not considered a Muslim. Mention a dalil or evidence for this naqid it is that which al-imam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab has mentioned in this naqid. That is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah al-Sajdah chapter 32 verse 22 وَمَنْ أَعْظَمُوا وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُوا مِمَّنْ ذُكِّرَ بِعَيَاتِ رَبِّهِ ثُمَّ anha عَنْهَا إِنَّا مِنَ الْمُجْرِمِينَ مُنْتَقِمُونَ That who is more of a wrongdoer than the one who is reminded of the signs of his Lord and then he turns away from them Indeed, we will take retribution from the criminals, the wrongdoers, the kuffar and mushrikeen. Does this include those who never learn the fine details of the sharia? Yani turning away from the deen of Allah, does it mean that those who don't learn the fine details of Islam, any intimate or fine, finer points of the religion, does it also include them? Of course not. It doesn't include them because the turning away, it means turning away from the fundamentals that are necessary for a Muslim to be considered as a Muslim. Therefore, if somebody knows the fundamentals, and even if they were ignorant of some of the more detailed matters, then there's no harm in such as these detailed matters. Perhaps only known to the scholars and the students of knowledge. But what is important is that a person knows the fundamentals of the deen. Which are of necessity. They are needed. Uh, without which a person would not be able to worship Allah. Number four. This question. Uh, yani is, it, has, it was an error. So it should be corrected. The question should be. Mention some of the sifat of the people of the fire. Some of the sifat of the Ahl al And that is based on. The saying of Allah in Surah Yunus chapter 7, chapter 10, verse 7 and 8 إِنَّ الَّذِينَ لَا يَرْجُونَ لِقَاءَنَا وَرَضُوا بِالْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَاتْمَأَنُوا بِهَا وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ آياتنا غَافِلُونَ أُولَيْكَ مَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارِ لِمَا كَانُوا يَقْصِبُونَ That indeed those who have no desire for the meet, for our meeting, yani the meeting of Allah on yawmul qiyamah and they are pleased and satisfied with the life of this world. And those who are, un, or who are heedless and unmindful of the signs of Allah, then these, their final end will be the fire due to what they have done in this world. The sifat or the characteristics of the people of Na mentioned in this ayat is that they don't believe in and they don't have any desire to, for the meeting of Allah on yawmul yani qiyamah. They don't believe in the punishment and the reward of Allah, therefore they don't pay it any mind in their life in this world. And the second of those characteristics is their being pleased. With the life of this world being pleased and content and satisfied with the things of this world to the exclusion of the next life. And the third of those fifatua characteristics is that they are those who are unmindful, who are heedless of the signs of Allah. Question number five, is there any reward for those who merely desire al hayat al-dunya? Is there any reward for them? We can say yes, there is some reward for them, however it is only in this world. And this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Suhud, Chapter 11 verses 15 and 16 That indeed those who desire the life of this world and its glitter The attractions of this world Then we will give them the full reward for their deeds in this world And it will not be decreased These are those who will not have anything in the next life except the fire So they will have some reward. Even though they have only desired the life of this world. They will have some reward. As much as Allah wills. For whomever Allah wills. But only in this world. And there will be nothing for them in the next life. Except the fire. Discuss the saying of Allah. Whosoever desires the reward of the hereafter. We give him increase in his reward. And whosoever desires the reward of this world. We give him thereof. And the saying of Allah... Uh, in Surah Shura, Chapter 42, Verse 20. Whoever wants the reward of the of the next life. Then we will give him increase in his reward. for what he has done for the next life. For and whoever wants the reward of this world. Then we will give him something from it. Or He will have no portion of the next life. The people... According to this ayah Classified into Two groups of people Those who desire The next life And those who desire This world As for those who desire The next life The akhirah Then Allah will increase The reward He will give them reward For their deeds in this world And he will give them A greater reward In the next life And As for those who want The dunya Then they have nothing In the next life And they will have Only the reward For their deeds In this world In accordance with Whatever Allah wills For whomever Allah wills And some of them Will be of those who get no reward in this life nor in the next life according to Allah's will number seven why or when does Allah appoint for someone السوء, an evil companion it is when their heart is unmindful and they turn away from the remembrance of Allah as in the saying of Allah in Surah al chapter 43 verse 36 and whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah Ar-Rahman then we appoint for him a shaytan that will be an evil, that will be a companion for him, an evil companion, shaytan. Number eight, how, di, how has Allah described al-ghafilun, the heedless in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter seven, verse 179, the saying of Allah, وَلَقَدَ لِجَهَنَّمَ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْتِ لَهُمْ قُلُوبٌ بِهَا وَلَهُمْ أَعِينٌ لَا بِهَا وَلَهُمْ أَذَانٌ بِهَا بَلْ هُمْ In this ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described the غَافِلُون, the heedless ones, as those who have hearts with which they don't understand and they have eyes with which they don't see and they have ears with which they don't hear, meaning that they don't yani follow the guidance. Even though they have these organs, they don't use them to be guided by Allah. Indeed he said they are like cattle or they are more stray. Our Shaykh Abdul Latif ibn Abdurrahman ibn Hassan rahimahullah, defined Kufr al-I'rad. He said that it is the one whose foundation is absent, the foundation through which a person enters Islam. That they have turned away from this foundation in totality, completely. Then this is the Kufr al-I'rad, that a person doesn't have that foundation and they have turned away from that foundation in totality through which a person enters islam or is considered as a muslim and the last question discussed the distinction between those who commit a falling short or neglectful in some of the obligatory commendable duties and those who commit kufr al-i'rad and is the distinction which the shaykh has made concerning these two matters at falling short And some of the obligatory duties. And and any turning away from the deen in totality through which a person goes out of Islam. And he has made it clear that the people are on different levels according to the degree of their iman. Uh, This means that according to the person's iman. And according to their actions and their obedience to Allah. They will be considered on different levels. Some of them above others and some less. However, as long as the asal, the foundation through which a person remains as a Muslim is present, as long as that is present, then they will be of different degrees. They will not go out of Islam. However, al-Irad, he said, is different. Al-Irad and a deen that takes a person out of Islam, it means that the foundation itself is absent. It is neglected. He has turned away completely from that foundation through which a person Remains as a Muslim. Therefore only in that case a person is considered. To have gone out of Islam. While we don't consider a person to have gone out of Islam. Due to the neglect of some obligatory duties. Or those commendable acts. Which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has encouraged the believers with. This is the end of what? Of the questions. If there are any questions or comments. From the brothers or sisters. We can take them now and after the adhan. Who stands for the adhan? Say muhkamat right. hmm. Okay this is from the last lecture In any case in brief And in this matter we have discussed in detail With a lengthy explanation In the explanation of (laughs) The summary of that issue Is that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has given the classification of the ayats of the Quran Into two types that which is clear, the fundamental ayat which are very clear and they are the foundation of the book and they are those which can have more than one possible meaning it is possible that it can have more than one meaning concerning those verses with the shabihat it is possible that it may be interpreted one way or another the rule concerning this is that wherever there is a difference concerning the ayats that have more than one possible meaning then they should be returned to the muhkamat which are clear it doesn't mean that those ayats have some secret or hidden meaning they have secret or hidden meaning. It doesn't mean that. It means that there are some ayats that have more than one possible meaning. And the scholars, there are no ayats that are in the Qur'an from any of the type except that at least from amongst the scholars, there are, there are those who know what is the meaning of it. It is not something that Allah has revealed and the Qur'an and the meaning is unknown. Even though it may not be known to the common masses, those ayats that have more than one possible meaning may not be known to the common masses, but it is known to the scholars. And the scholars of Tafsir have explained all of the ayats of the Quran from the beginning to the end. So there is no doubt about it. As for the Sufis claiming that this means that there is some secret meaning and they are the only ones who know it. That is pure uh, falsehood. That has no basis. The books of Tafsir of the scholars of Islam, especially the Tafsir of Ibn Kathir, which is considered as descended throughout the Muslim world, or that which is before it, that it is based upon the Tafsir of Al-Tabari and the Tafsir of the later scholars who came after them even up until our contemporary time, this Prove, proves their claim because all of those scholars have explained the Quran from the beginning to the end Wallahu alam if there's any question about our discussion today if the sisters have any question they can call we have angels hmm. that help us and that encourage us Naam they are different of course the is swords from the shayateen and in addition to that the Hafaza are the angels that are sent not only to record the deeds of the human being, but also to protect them. The angels protect the believers as much as Allah wills from any harm coming to them, as Allah decrees it to be. So just as they are shayateen that are encouraging those people to do evil, they are also the malaika who are protecting the believers and are helping them and guiding them according to Allah's will. Uh, that may have some meaning that we are not in agreement with, but we'll say that they are angels. And in yani Islam they are, We don't say uh, Maybe And if we use such a term That is used in the western world Then it may have some meanings That we are not considering And we may not be in agreement with that But we say yani The Hafaza, The protecting angels Or those which are appointed موكل, To They are appointed by Allah For the human beings Then they are the ones who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has sent for the protection of the believers And to guide them And to help them And to support them and as well to, to record their deeds. Uh, as for the concept of guardian angels. Allahu alam. Yani what they mean by that in the western society. So we don't want to make any blanket statement about whatever they believe. When We don't, any, we don't know what may be included in that idea. Well this is what the brother has just asked. From, from among shayateen. The... They are, are they Muslim jinn? They are Muslim jinn. But of course, I mean the jinn is different. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed the angels to do certain tasks. And they are allowed to interfere in the human being's life as much as Allah wills for them. As for the jinn, there is no interference between jinn and men. Men don't have any right to interfere in their life. And they have no right to interfere in the life of human beings. Whether they are Muslim or kafir. Allahu alam. <laughs> The ayat that we have mentioned, those it is referring to the shayateen. Now, there is no other question. Inshallah, we stop here. Subhanaka Allahumma Bhamdika Shabbala